And we're going to have a real simple message tonight. Um, it's going to be a little shorter than usual, too, because we're having <laughs> rehearsal. Amen? And we have to do those things, so that's good. Yeah. So I'm just going to teach a few minutes on praise and worship. And I think that this time of year, you know, we, we, as we've already said, we're turning our attention toward the Lord, probably more so than usual. And, um, so I think that it's important to, uh, go over these things. Why do we do the things we do in worship? Why do we express the, the way we do? And of course, we know the answer to that. We do what the word says to do. And that's why it's so important to do, uh, things God's way. He has a special plan for praise and worship. And so he lets us know through his word, uh, these things that we can do to really get into his presence. And I believe, uh, it's so important really to focus on him. You know, I think about the times that, um, we might be worshiping God. And, you know, I remember this lady in our church way back. She would, she'd be worshiping God. Somebody walk in and she'd go, hi. <laughs> well, hey, and you know, you think, I mean, I know we've probably all done that at one time or another. I'm not condemning. I'm just saying that we can get distracted if we're not careful and get our attention off of God. And I know that if we're an usher or a greeter or sound person, you're going to have to keep your eyes open and look and be aware if you're working in the service, of course. But otherwise, you know, it's really nice just to take that time and open up your heart and maybe even close your eyes and think about the Lord and his goodness and his greatness and really uh, have a time where you experience him. Um, you know, David's my husband, of course, and there's times during the day, probably first thing in the morning, we wake up, say, I love you, I love you. And then times where we're talking on the phone or just walk through the living room. I love you, babe. You know, and, and we say that a lot. It's almost a habit or something which is great. I think that's wonderful. But there's times where I'll say, David, look at me. <laughs> I absolutely adore you. Do you know how much I adore you? And that's a little different than just saying, hey, love you, love you, love you. <laughs> so there, there, I believe there's times where it's so meaningful where our relationship with God is concerned that we really focus on the songs that we're singing. It's not just parroting words, but we're thinking about like we're singing the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. We reflect on those times while we're singing. He, he did this and this and this and delivered me from that and healed me from this and brought the money for that. And this is my child and my, you know, grandchild and my other child, you know, all the things that he is so good to really think about and uh, focus in on when we're singing. And so, uh, you know, I just wanted to, to kind of reiterate that because I think sometimes it can become routine and we don't need it to become that. Amen. He's such a wonderful God and he inhabits the praises of his people. And of course, praise and worship is the highest form of prayer. So it is a reverent time and you can, you can be reverent and be shouting. You know, some people might think that's so irreverent, but it's not really. It's if it's from your heart, it's one of the most reverent things you can do is yes. say glory to God. Yes. Amen. Praise him, praise and honor him. 
And then lifting your hands to him. You know, the Bible says lift up holy hands. And we'll, we might look at some of these scriptures if we have time. I don't know, but um, you know them. There's over 20 that expressly say to lift up holy hands. That's why we do it. It's not just so we can have our Pentecostal, you know, ways about us. It's because of the word says yeah. that. And I remember my Presbyterian granddad, you know, when we got into to uh, some of the Assembly, God, Church of God, Word of Faith, churches, he said, no, you lift your hands? We said, yes. He goes, do they go up automatically? <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> no, stay down. <laughs> we said, no, <laughs> they don't go up automatically. He had just never seen anything like it or heard of anything. Yeah. You lift your hands up in church. So it's some, it can be such a foreign idea if you're not familiar with what the word says about it. Yeah. But then when you do that, when you lift your hands up and really focus again, it, it almost face to face with the Lord, it's amazing how sometimes I don't even feel like I'm holding my hands up. I mean, it's, it's so reverent and so interesting how the spirit of God will just inhabit you and yeah. come upon you. Yeah. Um, and so those things, those times are just so precious and so intimate with God. And it can be right in the middle of church. Mm -hmm. the, the, when we come together, it doesn't have to be when you're alone. It can be right in the middle of church. And, and we are to worship the Lord together. And the Bible declares that. So let's look at Matthew chapter 2. We'll try to get in a couple of scriptures here before... We uh, close Matthew chapter two, of course, is uh, one of the Christmas stories. We say um, verse one. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. They came to worship the Lord. And then it says later that they, of course, they followed the star, verse 8, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. Well, they knew that was wrong because yeah. the Spirit of God warned them. But this star kept moving. It says, and when they heard the king, they departed and lo, the star which they saw in the east, went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. What a miracle. They're following this star, this bright ball of fire. And uh, it went and where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Yeah. Wouldn't you have loved to see that, to have seen that? I mean, when somebody is really excited about the Lord and you know that they're not just putting on a show in church or something, but they are truly amazed at him and just taken back by whatever has entered them, the spirit of God. Um, it's just, it, it's almost um, the enthusiasm is, is it just spreads, you know, when something like that happens. I know that, uh, it, Mark, brethren, Mark Hankins calls them igniters. You know, those people that get up in the Holy Ghost and they might start dancing, and then every 
everybody in the front row will start dancing or one person starts running and the whole side of this church starts running, you know, and it's that spreads the enthusiasm and the the joy. Well, I believe, I don't think that these kings or wise men were just going, well, praise the Lord. Well, you know, I don't that I don't see that as exceeding great joy. Do you? Something was really going on here and they were rejoicing. And then, of course, verse 11. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down. Now, that's another expression of worship is falling before the Lord. I mean, there were services we had years back where we were just prostrate on the floor, just out the whole church. And we, in a it wasn't like we said, okay, everybody get on your face. <laughs> I mean, that's okay, I guess, if somebody has a prayer meeting or something and wants to do that, it's fine, I guess. But th- this was something just like a move of the spirit where nobody wanted to just sit. People were either on their knees or on their face. And it was just the time where the spirit of God would move and so enrich and so strengthen your life that you knew you had been with the Lord. You know, you just knew you had been with God. And it's, it's, I think we, you know, those times, um, mark us where, uh, nobody could ever talk you out of it. You know, they just mark your being. And, uh, so many of those times and experiences with the Lord, you can recall decades later because, uh, they so, enrich and help your life. So anyway, here uh, they come, they fall down before the Lord and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So they worship by falling down before him. And also they're in their giving. Giving is a worship. Amen. Amen. It's a worship. It's not donating to a cause. That's wonderful. We donate to things to and give to people. But the, the tithe and the offerings are holy to the yes. Lord, and that's a worship. So it's a little different. It's, it's an expression of our love and our gratitude to the Lord. So we'll move on here. Expressions of worship are, uh, as we've just said, lifting up holy hands, which is Psalm 63, 4. We see it there. Singing. Even if you can't sing. <laughs> singing. Amen. Amen. Making a joyful noise, as they say, singing to the Lord. And I remember times where uh, my mother or my dad, my dad had a little better voice than my mother. <laughs> so, But either one of them, if they were singing happy birthday to me, I thought it was beautiful. You know, I thought, oh, this is, you know, the best singing on the whole earth because they were singing out of their heart to me. And when we sing to God, I don't think he mind so much especially if we're not in front of people singing if we're on pitch or not you know he just wants you to sing amen and magnify him and i think that it's so important that we sing just like uh in corinthians says sing with the understanding and sing with the spirit also and uh i i I think sometimes we leave that part out, but it's it's wonderful to sing in other tongues. It helps us. And the Bible says in Acts 10, they heard them speak with other tongues 
and magnify God. God. It didn't say that they speak in tongues and magnify the devil or it's of the devil, like some preach or teach that, unfortunately. It says in Acts 10, 46, they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. That's what happens when you speak or sing. It's the same thing. You are speaking. You're just doing it to a tune uh, to God. You're magnifying him. What does that mean? That means that you are making him. He's already great. He's a great God, but you're making him great in your life, in your house, in your church and wherever you are. That's magnifying him. So uh, then also, of course, shouting to the Lord. Some people have problems with shouting in church. But, you know, we said this before, they could shout at the football game and absolutely look crazy. Have you seen the fans that just do everything to make sure everybody knows their team? From hair color to face painting to... Sometimes, you know, they don't have a sh- the men don't have shirts on and they've painted their whole, you know, body, yeah. uh, whatever colors their team is. I mean, yelling and screaming and shouting and going crazy. That's fine. That's all fun and games. Wonderful. But the Bible says that we're to shout unto the Lord yeah. with the voice yeah. of triumph. Yeah. We're to make our, our uh, voice out loud be heard. Well, Scarlett, that's just not my nature. But if God asks us to do it, it doesn't matter what our personality is. It doesn't matter what our nature is. Amen? If he wants us to shout, I'm going to shout. And then dancing before the Lord. Uh, let's look at uh, Psalm 47.1. Are you with me? Yes. Amen. We know all these things, but you know it's good to go over it, isn't it? Yes. It just gives us a new freedom in our worship. Psalm uh, 47 and verse 1. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. So it's okay to clap in church. For years and years and years, I was taught you didn't ever clap in church. That was irreverent and that was wrong. You didn't, you know, do a lot of things that we do to worship the Lord. Um, But again, we go with what the Bible says. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. And the Amplified says, and songs of joy. Yeah. He likes a happy house. <laughs> Isn't that nice? And I, I don't want to take away from uh, the quietness of God as, as well. It's The Bible says, be quiet and know that I'm God. Be You know, still or quiet and know that I'm God. There are times where the Spirit of God moves that we are very quiet, very reverent. There's a time not to speak. (laughs) And and so we just are led by the Spirit of God in knowing those times uh, with the Lord. So that's okay too. But I think sometimes the church has gotten so quiet that they have forgotten that dancing is good, that shouting is good, that lifting up holy hands is good, and clapping is good. Praise the Lord. And uh, I want to end with this, Psalm 150, you know it, but let's look at it and then we'll close. Psalm 150 says, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. That's right here where we are tonight. 
Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Now that was one, one, that phrase right there stood out to me one night when I was on the, probably the verge of a nervous breakdown, just depression, et cetera, horrible things going on in my life. And I was in church and did not feel like praising or singing or anything. I just barely made it there. Have you ever been there before where you just barely make it in the door? And the Lord showed me this scripture. He said, praise him, not according to the way you feel, not according to what's going on in your life. If everything's good and hunky-dory, as we say, well, then you can praise him. No, you praise him, not according to circumstances or situations or even emotions. You praise him according to his excellent greatness. And that brings such a stability in your praise because he's always excellent and he's always great. Always. When, you know, the, the worst times in our life, God is still good and God is still great. In fact, I think that's the most important time to praise him. Amen. And so, and it's not just for his sake either. It, it magnifies him in our life. Verse three, praise him with the sound of the trumpet, praise him with the psaltery and harp. I love all these instruments, don't you? Praise him with a timbrel and dance. Praise him with the strings, instruments and organs. Yay. We have two, two here in the sanctuary and a couple of hundred back there. Not really. <laughs> We've got more, but <laughs> praise God for organs. And we get to experience that in our church. We're so thankful that our wonderful uh, pastor can play so beautifully. Amen. And if you come Christmas Eve and some of these other services, you'll get to hear that. So we invite you to come. Um, praise him on the loud symbols. Praise him on the high sounding symbols. I think I could even do that, right? Just right? Like animal on uh, the Muppets. <laughs> Maybe I couldn't keep a rhythm, but I could sure hit one every so often, right? Let everything that hath bread, breath, her bread, praise the Lord. That means you and I, because we have breath. And as long as we have breath, that means we're alive on the earth. We are to praise the Lord. Amen. Praise him. Praise God. And um, we had a, especially David had a, a friend this week that went on to be with the Lord, Armin Morales. And he was uh, the uh, executive over the Imperials. Yeah. And they had a song called Praise the Lord. Oh, yes. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, it just sets you free. And um, he, David was telling me that Armin had so many people tell him that they got healed while they yeah. sang that song or delivered yeah. while they sang that song or just so many wonderful <laughs> miracles of God um, when they praise the Lord. Yes. Amen. And... Um, so praise God. That's what we're to do. Amen. <laughs> and we're so blessed that uh, the family asked David to speak at his funeral in January. So they were very close friends and ministered together yeah. in many years in tent meetings and revivals, etc. But anyway, praise God, yeah. right? You can even praise God when your friends go on to be with the Lord. 
because you know that there's a lot of rejoicing there. Amen. And we can join in with that and say, praise God. We'll be all be there one day. Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to teach and a little bit and exalt and encourage each other to praise God, to praise you and to magnify you and to lift up your name, the name that is above every name and how it brings so much joy in our life and strength and peace when we praise you, Lord, where it brings healing and power and 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 in, ends struggles and it ends anxieties and cares when we just lift you up. And we thank you, Father, for that. We're so grateful. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.